Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome back. Uh, been waiting for this. It's timely. We all need it. And that's when we tap pause and um, we have the doctor come. <laughs> At least that's what I've nicknamed <laughs> Well, hey, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm so calm after watching that previous interview. Well, wow. I, I know. Um, wow. Anyway, the Dr. Calm is in the house. At least he's on Skype with us this morning. Uh, Dr. Gene Getz is with us. We just love this man. He's the editor, chief editor of the Life Essential Study Bible. And let me say this about this resource. It's terrific. Uh, 1,500 QR codes from Genesis <clears> to <throat> Revelation. And you can, if you have a QR reader on your phone or tablet, whatever, you run that over there. And uh, Dr. Getz pops up in a video and leads you through that portion of Scripture. And Gene, I can tell you this, more and more people are thanking me when I bump into them. Thank you for telling us about this Bible. Uh, people love it. So thanks for your work. Well, thank you. And thank you for your excitement and oh. encouragement. Oh. So, by the way, uh, how's it going? You know, I mean, you got them all over the place. Give us a little update. I well, it's gone literally around the world, but the most exciting thing is that the Spanish edition is being released and officially coming up in September, although we've just gotten word we're starting to distribute them in Bolivia. Wow. And we've got 3,000 that are going to Cuba. Would you believe? 3,000 are on the way to Cuba, and uh, we'll be training pastors there and giving them a copy of the Bible in Spanish. And uh, one of these days, uh, we'll have to be on so you can show the uh, your audience how I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> All the videos have been lip-synced into Spanish, and uh, I'm amazed at how well I do. <laughs> you know, uh, boy, that's a step of faith. You hope they're saying the right thing, right? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's been a very, it's been a five-year process yeah. of lip-syncing all 1,500 of those videos. Oh, and my stars. Oh. The gentleman that's done it is, is a pro, and it's, uh, but the most exciting thing is that we're, we're printing 50,000. And our goal is to give 25000 away to pastors and leaders throughout the whole Spanish world who cannot afford a Bible. And there are a lot of them that can't afford a Bible. And uh, we're just thrilled. And uh, we'll share with the people that for every Bible they purchase here in the States, we're able to give one away to these pastors who, who could never afford a Bible. And... As you know, it's like a seminary in a box. Yeah, it, it is. Them, most of them haven't had any formal training. So well, let me say this. Go to, go to BiblePrinciples.org. That's the website, BiblePrinciples.org. By the way, you can not only purchase the Bible. I do know the local bookstores have them. You can look for them there. If you go to BiblePrinciples.org, you can not only purchase the Bible, and then, like you said, you buy one, one <clears> is given away. And you can download the app, which is very resourceful as well. The whole thing has been put on an app as well. Well, Gene, I want to swing our attention to something. You know, years ago, we, we here at the Dev, we've tracked a lot of things and the research that we do. Pre-COVID, the number one emotion in America was loneliness. Pre-COVID. Was what? Was loneliness. Loneliness. And here we are so connected with all these devices, and yet, pre-COVID, 
the number one emotion in America was loneliness. Post-COVID, the number one emotion in America is fear. Whoa. That's the swing. You set set the stage here. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. Walk us through this principle that you have for us in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 31. Well, it's principle 48. I've called it faith versus fear. And the focus here is Jacob. But the principle reads, to experience God's power and his protection, we should exercise faith, not fear, and manipulation. And when you think of word manipulation, you think of Jacob. And so going back into the story here, um, Jacob had deceived his brother Esau. You remember, he stole his birthright. He stole his blessing. He had to run for his life. He ends up with Uncle Laban. And that begins a whole distorted story. But God was faithful. The Abrahamic covenant that God gave to Abraham is being fulfilled through Jacob in spite of Jacob's uh, sinful lifestyle, his manipulation, his deception. God did not forsake him. And there came a point in the story with Laban where um, Laban's sons uh, turned even Laban against Jacob, and Jacob is filled with fear. But the key verse here that we need to keep in mind to understand the story and the principle is that in verse 3 of this chapter, the Lord said to him, that's key, the Lord said to him, Go back to the land of your ancestors and to your family, and I will be with you. See, God specifically gave him this promise. Well, what happened is that Jacob reverted back to his old behavior. He manipulated the situation. He deceived Laban and took off on his own strength going with fear. But the point that that we've got to remember here is that he did not follow through on God's promise to him to go. And he, the Lord, said, I will be with you. And when Laban finally catches up with him, and Laban says, what's the problem? Why did you do what you did? And Jacob just answered, I was afraid. I was afraid. And he goes on to explain why he was afraid. So that's the whole basis of the story in relationship to the principle. To experience God's power and protection, we should exercise faith, not fear, and manipulation. And the key word here is manipulation, taking matters into our own hands when we should be trusting God to help us in the process. So, you know, it's a universal principle. So why do we get fear and faith mixed up? What was the question again? Why do we get fear and faith mixed up? Well, because we're human. (laughs) We live in a fallen fallen world. Even though we're believers, uh, we get confused. And God understands that. Uh, And that's why there's so many scriptures that tell us to fear not. And, and fear and anxiety are reality. But, you know, Paul said, don't be anxious about anything. And there he's not saying you're not going to have feelings of anxiety. You're going to have feelings of anxiety and fear. But in that anxiety, uh, 
Don't allow that anxiety to take control of your life. Uh, Turn to the Lord. Don't be anxious about anything, but in all things, uh, communicate with the Lord in relationship to his strength and his power to enable us to work through these anxious situations and not to take matters into our own hands. Now, obviously, you know there's balance here. In other words, um, you know, listening to your previous previous interviews with the, the wonderful lady uh, who owns a television station mm-hmm. and all the stuff that you guys have gone through over the years, uh, you had to be responsible. You had to walk through some difficult situations, and but keeping in balance, trusting the Lord at the same time, human responsibility, and not letting fear and anxiety control the situation. There's got to be balance there. Does that make sense? Well, it makes total sense because I think today uh, as we um, as we are in this such chaotic culture, it has produced a level of fear. And also, I think a level of do people who don't know the Lord see fear in us? And if so, that could be a turnoff. So are we a people of faith or are we joining the party of fear? <laughs> That's right. And, of course, the line over which we shouldn't step is the line that Jacob stepped over, which was really a part of his behavior uh, throughout his life, really, was manipulation, trying to control the situation, being deceptive. In fact, his name means deceiver. And and so that's a line that we shouldn't step over because as people watch manipulation— and that kind of deception, they're going to lose total confidence in us and in our testimony that that we're trusting God. And as you've heard me uh, state a number of times on this program, that I think the wonderful balance is two verses that I've, when I was 16, came to Christ, I wrote in my Bible, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I think there's balance there to trust in the Lord with all your heart Don't lean on your own understanding. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't use your understanding. It doesn't mean we shouldn't use the intelligence God has given us. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be responsible. But we're to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not lean on our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. That's not a a panacea, as it were, to say, okay, you don't have to do anything. You're never going to have challenges. What it means is that in the process, we don't lean on our own understanding. We don't manipulate. We don't control the situation. Mm -hmm. But we acknowledge him and everything, and he will direct our past. me, those are wonderful promises. And, you know, I'm 91 years old, and from the time I was 16... Um, I've never seen those promises fail me when I've taken them seriously. And that's yeah. the key <laughs> when I take them seriously yeah. and practice them. I uh, I think of you often and what you've been through in the last couple of years where you almost lost your life on a couple of occasions because of COVID. And I thought, here's a guy that's given everything. And then all of a sudden he had to really trust God. <laughs> I did, and uh, yeah. and thank God there were a lot of people trusting him for me because thousands of people 
literally thousands of people yeah. were praying for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yet God used some miraculous answers to those prayers medically right. uh, to help me survive. So, you know, you see the blend of prayer and medicine. But as my doctor <laughs> told me not too long ago, she said, and she's a believer, she said, Gene, if I wrote your story as a medical doctor, she said, I would entitle it more miracle than medicine. And uh-huh. to me, that's an exciting that's an exciting story. Yeah, beautiful. All right, let me take a break. Uh, let me say to our viewers and listeners, you can go to BiblePrinciples.org. That is Jane's website. You can get the Bible there. You can download the app there. There's so much resources there. You can check it all out. And don't forget, when you buy one of these Bibles, one's given away free to someone that needs it. Uh, I do know that the local Bibles, uh, bookstores in Southern Oregon carry them. Maybe wherever you're listening, watching them, your bookstore has them. But I tell you what, you talk about an incredible resource. Uh, This is it. And get one. Get one for yourself. It's amazing. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. And again, always an honor to have with us uh, Dr. Jane Getz. We have nicknamed him Dr. Calm. <laughs> He's the editor uh, and chief editor of the Life Essential Study Bible, one of just the terrific resources of our day. And uh, get one of these 1,500 QR codes from uh, Genesis to Revelation. And uh, if you have a QR reader, he'll pop up on a video and he'll lead you through that portion of Scripture and the principle there. Uh, BiblePrinciple.org is his website. You can get the Bible there. I know many of the bookstores have them. And also you can download the app. And I have to tell you, one of my favorite things after a busy day, I, I, I like to go to bed with the Word on my mind. Sometimes I'm too tired to read. So what I'll do is I'll run my phone over, Gene pops up, leads me through a Bible study and just a nice way to kind of end the day. Gene, we're going to go over to the book of Acts. What's just so cool about this passage of Scripture? Um, it's the beginning of one of my favorite places in the Bible. I'll just tell you a little bit. I was second year Bible college, and the professor gave these assignments. And being A for Atkinson, <laughs> I got to go first. <laughs> And he said, you have chapter 28 and 29 of Acts. You have to come up with a message in 15 minutes and stand up and give it to the class. <laughs> so uh, I came up with, I'll never forget this. The title of my message was Ships, Storms, and Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and all three of them right there. Uh, but we're a little bit before that. We're dealing with the principle that you have there, distorted perspective. Walk us through this. Well, the principle really reads, we shouldn't be surprised if some unbelievers accuse us of being foolish and out of touch with reality because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And the setting, of course, uh, as you've just sort of somewhat summarized it, um, Paul returned to Jerusalem. Um, The hostile Sanhedrin literally was out to take his life. 
uh, miraculously, he was delivered to Caesarea. And there in Caesarea, he spent two years. But while he was there, waiting to go on to Rome, uh, he had the opportunity to witness to two governors, Felix and Festus. Mm -hmm. And then, eventually, what happened is that King Agrippa, uh, one of the fourth kings, uh, uh, fair, uh, uh, one of the fourth Herods uh, who came down, it was a political move, came down to visit Festus. And so Festus says uh, to King Agrippa, you ought to, uh, th this guy is in, has an incredible story. And uh, he told the story basically, summarized it, and Agrippa said, well, I'd like to hear it. So he and his wife Bernice, who by the way, he was his sister, it was an incestuous relationship, wanted to hear um, Paul's testimony. So once again, Paul had the opportunity to give his testimony. It's one of the most comprehensive uh, statements in the book of Acts, other than Paul's conversion back there in Acts 9, where he actually reiterates his whole story and how he came to Christ on the road to Damascus. Mm. And all of a sudden, in the middle of his testimony, uh, Festus shouts out, and we have it, Right here, Festus exclaimed in a loud voice. I mean, this is dramatic. Yeah. In a loud voice, he says, you're out of your mind, Paul. Too much study is driving you mad. <laughs> and I love Paul's response. He said, I'm not out of my mind. Most excellent Festus. I, I think he just turned to him calmly he said, I'm not out of my mind. On the contrary, I'm speaking words of truth and good judgments. And by implication, he's also saying, you're out of your mind, <laughs> not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because my what I'm saying is based on good judgment, good judgment. And he tells, tells the story. So out of that, I see this, this principle emerging in terms of unbelievers, particularly, who do not like what we believe, who feel like we're foolish, who are feely, uh, feel like we're out of step with reality, who in turn, as I state the, the principle, we shouldn't be surprised if some unbelievers accuse us of being foolish and out of touch with reality because of our faith in Jesus Christ. You know, I had the opportunity uh, to do my doctoral work at uh, New York University, and that was years ago. And my experience in the department that I was in, uh, they were truly liberal. Because being truly liberal means that you're objective and you acknowledge other people's point of view. And literally, as long as I didn't try to force my viewpoint on them, they were opening to listening to my viewpoint. You see, that's true liberalism. Liberalism today is not liberal. Because if you don't agree to what they say, you're out of your mind. You know, you, you, you're out of touch with reality. You don't understand. It's kind of the opposite of, of what was happening, you know, in this particular situation. Uh, because basically, Paul was intelligent. And, and basically, they're saying to us, you know, you're not intelligent enough to know what reality is. You're out of touch with reality. Yeah. I mean, 
And you can name a number of different things right. where they say we're out of touch with reality. Well, that's what we're being accused of today. Uh, if, you, if you take the subject of you're a sinner and you need a savior, it's in such sharp contrast to a culture that says, no, you're in charge of everything and you have your own relative truth. Uh, they see you as out of your mind. <laughs> that's right. And that, you know, a lot of that began with, with Sigmund Freud, where Freud said, as he was working with people who had problems, who believed in, in God, he just simply said, that's a projection of your father problem. You're projecting on a God out there that doesn't exist. You're calling him a father because you have a bad relationship with your father down here. Mm. You're projecting God. And, and, of course, he was atheistic. So a lot of that began really back there with Freud and his ilk in terms of atheism and deny that God actually exists. Um, so how would you say to a Christian when what they're trying to witness is considered to be a distortion of something that the person they're witnessing to wouldn't believe in? Well, I think one thing we can, we can learn a lesson here from, from Paul, because uh, Herod, by the way, was in the chain of uh, some serious Herods. Herod the Great, and you know the birth of Jesus, his ruthless killing of babies. Mm -hmm. And then there was Herod Antipas, took the life of John the Baptist. And then there was Herod Agrippa I, who took the life of James, the Apostle James, and then put Peter in prison, gonna do the same thing. And now you have Herod Agrippa II, who's living in an incestuous relationship with his sister, Bernice. And Paul doesn't accuse him of his immorality. He just gives a positive witness all the way through in terms of what God had done in his life. And so I think there's a principle there, even from Paul's relating to Agrippa, that we don't put our finger in their face in terms of their immorality or their sin but we simply give a positive point of view in terms of our lifestyle and why we put our faith in Christ and why the way we live the way we live. I think there's an important principle there. Boy, that not, that we don't, not that we don't deal with sin, but when we're dealing with an unbeliever, that's not the starting. Oh, gosh, that's beautiful. Well said. All right, folks, uh, again, check out uh, BiblePrinciplesPlural.org. Uh, the website, download the app, check out the Bible. I know local bookstores carry this. It's called the uh, Life Essential Study Bible and 1500 QR codes. I think you'll find it to be one of the great resources of our day. God is using it all over the world. So when you buy one, one is given away. So check it out, uh, Life Essential Study Bible. James, so good to see you. God bless you, my friend. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Love you. Love you. See you, man. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.